Hi, my name is Sherry Feeney. I serve as the Chief Financial Officer for the Clinical Institutes at Providence. And welcome to the Value-Based Economics Podcast. Today on our show, I am joined by Nate Hoosman, Chief Financial Officer for Physician Enterprise, who is here to answer questions and discuss the drivers of cost. Nate, thanks for joining us today. I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself, and then we'll get started. Thanks, Sherry. So as you said, I'm Nate Hoosman. I serve as the Chief Financial Officer for the Physician Enterprise, which is made up of all of our medical groups from across the system, as well as our physician-related companies around MSO services, recruiting, and those sorts of items. Very good. We want to start with a drivers of cost conversation. To frame up, what are the drivers of cost we want to plan for in a value-based environment? One of the things that I think is important is that a lot of the costs we talk about today around unit costs, whether it's the cost of supplies, staffing, productivity, all of those things still matter as we transition to value-based care in the value-based care environment. But what's different is a, more of a focus as opposed to just an individual episode, but over a, the total cost of care. So not just did we, were we the most efficient, do we have the most efficient procedure that we could have done in that, in the operating room? Did we have three follow-up visits instead of five? And then also looking at the place of service. Do we do the procedure in the lowest cost appropriate setting? Do we do it in an ambulatory surgery center as opposed to doing it in a, in a hospital outpatient department? So, as you start to look at that more holistic total cost of care that we provide, I think that's where the drivers of cost in a more value-oriented, outcomes-based environment starts to take on a slightly different lens. Okay, so based on that, how do you see care models evolving as we move farther into value-based economics? One of the things that I do see starting to evolve is a pivot to more team-based care where there's a team of healthcare professionals, each working at the top of their license, to manage a population, physicians, PAs, RNs, pharmacists, all working together to manage a population. And as you move into that environment and you start to think about costs and managing the population, you start to think about it on a per member per month basis. How much money each month do we receive to manage this population? And then how much are we receiving to manage that population? And starting to view the world through that lens as opposed to the more episodic lens. And so that team then functions together, seeing patients in the environment, in the setting that's best for them, it manages that sort of total cost of care that we had talked about previously. So one additional question on that, Nate, what do you see changing then? What are the changes you think are essential for value-based economics, and especially as you also see these care models evolving? My uh, academic training is in economics, and so I'm big on incentive and incentive alignment. And I think right now in healthcare, particularly for our providers as well as our hospitals, our incentives are very focused on a fee-for-service environment. We get paid to see people when they're sick. We do not necessarily have aligned incentives to keep a population or to keep people healthy. It's to treat them when they're sick. So I do believe that as we transition to more of this value-based economics, 
we need to align some of those incentives so that we're all rowing that boat together in terms of managing the population and getting paid and rewarded in a way that maximizes the focus on that component. Also think the other change that I see is a focus, and I know there's a lot of this that we've worked on internally here at Providence around low-value care. So right now, as long as we're doing high-quality care, everything in that fee-for-service environment sort of rolls through. As we start to look at care and looking at low-value care where we, it might have a wonderful outcome, but the value to the patient, particularly as it relates to maybe the cost or what it takes to put that procedure together, in trying to identify not just wasted services, but low-value services, we're not necessarily generating value for our patients or for our members. And so I do think as we start to align the incentives, we will start to be able to call out some of those low-value low opportunities as we work through that continuum. As a person who studied economics like you, I agree. We're going to have to look at that. Um, what do you see then about the drivers of cost. How do we circle back around what mm -hmm. drives cost when we make the changes that you're suggesting to be so essential? What do we have to do differently about how we design for care? I, that's a great question. And, and one of the things I do think that we as an organization are doing and is important is that this is one of those areas where we have to invest in technology, in process, and in expertise to be able to provide our clinicians, our providers, with the insights they need to be successful in this type of environment, to get the reports available that says, here's, what, here's not just how we're managing each individual episode, but this is how you're managing someone's overall total experience with our health system. I do think as we make those investments and get those insights, it becomes easier for our clinicians and our acute care ministries to make sort of that pivot or to make some of those changes. The other area where will there be some of the managing those costs is looking more predictive, being able to proactively identify those most at risk for whether it's a hospitalization or more prone to these chronic diseases and chronic disease management. So getting the analytics and tools in place for our providers that will help them not just treat someone when they're sick, but help us predict and manage them to keep them healthy, I think is going to be a big driver of our ability to be successful in that value-based care environment. Well, thank you. That is all for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Nate for sharing your wisdom and insights. Join us again next time as we address the question, what is value-based economics? Our guest leader will be Karen Boudreau. Karen's a physician in our, and our Senior Vice President of Enterprise Care Management and Coordination. Should be a really exciting dialogue. Take care.